0: hello everyone welcome back to the owl city cast we have a fun one today as i will be discussing and reviewing adam young's latest album under the owl city banner and the album is called coco moon a while back i did an episode on um called coco moon is coming where i discuss um what when adam announced the album and uh that one got a lot of listens which i thought was pretty interesting because my guess is because it got a lot of a lot of the episode was focused on the creativity behind the album and why Adam wrote it the way he did as well as how and what his focus was and um now we are finally getting to uh discuss and review the final product and um i hope you enjoyed my review and uh, you find it valuable and insightful into who Adam is as a creative musician and how he is as a songwriter. Without further ado, let's get into the review. Now, one some of the notes I took on this album was that it feels very new and original. Um, I love the lyrics and style of it. Um, the quality of the album is similar to All Things Bright and Beautiful and is near the same level as Ocean Eyes. Not quite the same, but very close. Very close to the same level of quality as Ocean Eyes. It is much bigger and bombastic, and more bombastic than Cinematic. And while Cinematic, yes, had seven more songs than this album, uh Cinematic had 18, this one had uh 11, this one feels much bigger and bombastic, and I am really uh and it really excites me for uh the the tour that he's doing in the fall especially when he comes uh to where i live so that will be fun um it is joyful unique overwhelmingly beautiful that's the big thing i got is when people first listened to it is like they were just overwhelmed and even af- a few days after it been released people were still saying that it's like it's overwhelming how good this is and like how original it feels because or at least like how it feels like Adam because he's doing what he wants to do you know no restrictions uh no algorithms none of that stuff he's doing what he wants to do and what he believes needs to be he's making the music that he believes needs to be put out for people to listen to and I think this album speaks to hit his being personal i mean most of his albums do but this one is probably the most personal he has ever been i think of any of his albums cinematic was basically an autobiography but this one was i think a bit more personal because of how he did the music and everything else uh the next thing i want to touch on is like one of the things I was worried about is because cinematic had some similarity with past albums in some ways, a little too similar. I think not like you wouldn't call it plagiarism for sure. It wasn't that C- cinematic didn't was just, it had it used similar sounds that you could easily, I feel like recognize. And it used a lot of them is all, um, and I was worried that would happen with his future projects. Um, Including Coco Moon. It's weird because even after the three tracks. Singles he had released uh, before the album came out. I was still skeptical. I was still worried. I'm like oh gosh this could be still a little too similar. To other albums he's done before. Or he could use too many of sounds that he's already used before. Is what I was worried about. But uh, is it too similar to past albums? And my honest answer is nope. There is some familiarity with past albums, but it is very new, very new. Uh, each song goes in its own direction, and the album overall is just very different from what he's done before. His new music here is just as good as his earliest albums. Is that same hopeful tone, which is a very common theme with his music. Um, and next, in this next part, I will discuss the songs. I will not. Um, discuss uh, the three singles he released, at least not in the same depth as I did uh, before, because I did an episode on each of them, which you can listen to. Just look up, uh, just scroll down and see um, those episodes, because they were done earlier. Um, but I'm going to start with the second track on the album, not Adam check please which is the first track and i already viewed that but the second track uh under the circus lights this song um surprised me a bit because it feels like he's actually describing i think he is actually describing something he witnessed that or he's describing like a scene from a movie that's what some of these tracks feel like i think this was a literal experience he had and uh it was experiencing the circus it's called under the circus lights and he's experiencing a circus uh and it focuses on this going with a flying trapeze and um i think the thing that surprised me the most was the music it went in different directions i thought i knew which direction it would go in and it went in a different direction than i actually thought it would it, it just surprised me multiple times and i was like wow this is really good and it was really pleasant to hear because it it made me realize, like, Adam is doing more original work, more new original work than he did before. And that's great. That's always a good sign. Uh, third track, Kelly Time, already uh, reviewed that. Again, I'll be discussing those three singles he released already later in the episode and by summarizing them, but I'm not going to discuss them in detail. Uh, Field Notes is the fourth track. And this song, I think he was, is a... I want to say it's from a movie, but I'm not sure. It's I think it's inspired by a movie, but I'm I'm not sure. Um, I don't think he has a dog named Diesel. But I have no idea. I'm not that in the know on, you know, Adam's personal life. I don't think very many people are. Um, basically a song about a, a boy and his dog looking for just running around and the dog spots a chest and, uh, the boy finds it, finds his dog, finds the chest. It's full of gold. And basically it's a song about, um, uh, putting your treasure in heaven, not it treasure in heaven, not what's under the ground. And it's said in the, it's sung in the line. Um, and that's how I learned how a rich fella accounts his Rich fella counts his treasure in heaven, not under the ground. And uh, it's all about what the song is all about. What do you treasure? What do you love? What do you care about the most? And um, the th- he points out the two things. It's a fable you see in the morals. This Your heart's with your treasure, wherever it is. And trust me, when you dig, a treasure will be revealed. And you never know what could be buried in the middle of a field. And after he finishes that lyric... Um, there's about a minute and a half left of music, which I do really like that minute and a half, and plus the song in general is pretty good. Uh, I'll be honest, though, this song felt a little, just a little bit underwhelming, maybe because, I don't know, I feel like the minute and a half of instrumental that goes on at the end feels somewhat disconnected from the rest of it. Not that it doesn't, not that it's a completely different tune, but it just feels, at least for the story and the music, feels, the story that the music is telling, it feels disconnected. That's my only problem with it, is that The Last minute have feels disconnected from the first uh, couple of parts. So, but that's like the only glaring weakness I can find on this album. That's like the only glaring weakness, which says a lot about how Adam has changed over the past few years and has improved his craft. The next one, track five, is Sons of Thunder, which, I'll be honest, uh, a lot of people were anticipating this to be a good track. I wasn't. I thought it would be a decent track, but it actually surprised me, which is great. Um, and someone, I'll read a post that someone made on Reddit that's I found on Instagram because someone posted it. Um, it's actually really speaks really well to... Uh, the how this song summarizes the album so the reddit user is named olivian287 and and it basically she is summarizing uh her review summarizing the quality of the album and what she thinks about it and how adam has changed to read it uh sorry it's a little small uh she starts off by saying this album is one of those things where you can feel the heart and soul poured into it. The hundreds of hours spent lovingly making it the joy and sorrow and hope bleeding through it. There are incredible fictional stories, whimsical dreamscapes lyrically painted in splashes of color, an actual tornado created by instrument and vocal alone that makes you write out the experience too, and the quirky love of greener, brighter days and carefree worries on the horizon. book ended by true experiences near and dear to his own heart. Very much true, very much true. That very, that first paragraph summarizes this album very well. Um, the second paragraph, she writes, You can feel Adam breaking out of the stereotypical song mold and into a beautiful new unknown, where he can play around with techniques and mixes to create something the world has never known. I got strong feelings from Sons of Thunder that it was a pivotal focus of the album and its creation, on bringing it back to the roots that didn't follow a standard pattern of musical creation. On being the thunder that booms in the endless sea of dark, that is, the musical selections in the world. And the third paragraph states, So with all that love and hope and dedication and personal faith that built the foundations of the album, how can I have any other thought but to be blown away by it? Coco Moon is a triumph. Adam is a musical and lyrical genius. And being able to watch the journey of his life through the albums of the past decade is nothing short of a gift. Coco Moon is officially my favorite album. So thank you, Olivian287, for that review, because I, I completely agree with everything you said. Um, Yeah, this album definitely breaks away from the stereotypical mold of what music is in, like, the pop industry. Because, again, Adam said when he teased the album, when he officially announced its name and everything, he said, I'm not writing for the algorithms. I'm not writing... Uh, I- With that in mind, or that restriction, I am writing completely, fully music that I know will speak to people who need it. And he actually wrote something about this on his uh, website. Just let me pull it up quick. And um, I don't know if this was an interview someone had for him, or if he, you know, wrote this himself. Um, the goal with the new music was, and he says, and if you scroll all the way to the bottom of his website, he describes what inspired this album. Um, the goal with this new music was to get back to how I felt when I wrote my first song Alone in My Bedroom when I was 18 years old. Young says of Coco Moon, Owl City's seventh full-length effort in the follow-up to his Powerhouse 2018 album, Cinematic. It was this very pure euphoric moment when I realized that I could immediately be transported into another world that I had made myself. I had no agenda beyond creating that feeling. It's why I got started making music. And it's what I want to keep fighting to attain. Essentially that. W- part of what inspired Coco Moon. Is that. He wanted to get back to what. First inspired him to write. Uh, music for All City. And that was this moment of like. Writing music. That being transported to another world that you make yourself and that's really what a lot of creative people whether they're writers musicians or artists try to do is that not all of them but a lot of them do try to focus on creating a world that uh people can feel transported to and enjoy all themselves sorry i had to get a drink of water um, and with Sons of Thunder, I think this, uh, this song speaks best to what the album is about. Um, I really enjoy um, the, the lyric, We are the heirs of adventure, and we are explorers of wondrous new worlds. We are the gifted inventors, and even though we are strained and exquisitely scarred, we won't need to pretend to be anything we aren't. Uh, and I think that speaks really well to how adam functions as a musician he doesn't want to be like anyone else he doesn't want to fit into any specific format or algorithm he just wants to make music the way he knows it needs to be written the way it needs to be said and sung the way it needs to be sung and made because he knows others will appreciate it others will flock to it because they appreciate not only the creativity, but how it, as he described writing out city music when he started um, feeling transported uh, away into something brand new that you hadn't experienced yet. So Sons of Thunder, that is like arguably the best song on the album. I say arguably the best because I still think there are two others that... um, and compete for the number one spot um and i'll mention them when i bring them up but uh the tornado <clears throat> which was the one i anticipate the most and i was again surprised and essentially it builds up slowly it starts off soft and hopeful but then it builds up into something dark and like frightening like the music feels like he's actually creating a tornado And it's really, it is really good. He actually said um, about it on his website when discussing the new album. Naming legendary film score composer John Williams among his longtime influences, Young has embraced a certain thoughtful grandeur in the making of Coat Moon. To that end, songs like The Tornado set their ultra-vivid storytelling against a majestic sonic backdrop, ultimately lending a larger-than-life quality to the most intimate expression which is a really interesting way of putting it, and I would say it's accurate. I also think it's interesting that um, in the middle or towards the end of when the music builds up and sounds, you know, terrifying, um, he screams slash sings, uh, and it was my prayers that saved me from this terrible nightmare. And uh, this is not the first time Adam has shouted in a song he sung. It's He's done that in Bombshell Blonde on the Midsummer Station and Kamikaze on All Things Bright and Beautiful. Which I think it, his shouting here was actually better utilized because he it's like he was experiencing a tornado being on top of him and he was worried, you know, he's going to die. And I also think this song is inspired by a movie, but again, I'm not sure if it's like a movie or a story he heard once or something he grew up hearing about. It could be either of those. But, anyways, great song. And after it builds up the frightening uh, sound and Adam's shouting ends, the music goes back to more relaxed and like hopeful. Which is a really interesting change from, from you know, dark and dreary to hopeful uh, within the span of like 10 to 15 seconds. It's really cool. It's a really interesting listening experience, I would say, of the tornado. Vitamin uh, C, already discussed it in depth in an episode. That's the seventh track. The eighth track, and this is one of the tracks I would say that could compete to be the best track that is arguably one of the best tracks on the album, uh, is Dinosaur Park. And I really connected with this, not just because of the music and how wonderful it is, but also because of, um... He's talking about a trip to South Dakota, and I believe it is a trip he actually took once. It's not inspired by a movie or anything, I don't think. I am positive it is a literal experience he had. And I love the line, um... When he sings, because uh, when the moon's sitting pretty above Rapid City, there's much more than meets the eye. And I can only imagine what strange things could happen when nobody's on Skyline Drive. Speaking of the place he visited, where he's de- thinking of these dinosaurs that were statues, but he was wondering, like, what happens at night when no one's there and they're all alone? Do they, like, come alive or something? And it's this really interesting story of an experience that I think he had, at some point in his life and he's just thinking you know it's these it's kind of these moments where you think what happens when no one's there at this particular place what happens and honestly it reminds me of a trip I took to South Dakota with my family it was a long trip we spent a couple days in the eastern part of South Dakota uh, before we headed over all the way west to Rapid City where Mount Rushmore is and the Badlands. Like, if you've never been to the Badlands of South Dakota, you are missing out. Um, it almost felt like, honestly, when I when we got there, like, I was in a completely different uh, world, honestly. It was an incredible experience. And going through the National Park near Mount Rushmore was great. Seeing Mount Rushmore uh, from, like, late afternoon until evening was a great view i really enjoyed it and um i would totally do that trip again i remember just when we were done with it i was really sad because i'm like this is literally one of the best trips i've ever been on and i don't ever want to forget it because i remember one day we actually spent the day in wyoming because we wanted to go see devil's tower which was only a couple of hours uh, drive from where we were in the western part of south dakota and uh it, yeah it was really cool uh, man that that was a fun trip I really wish I could go back and experience that trip again <sighs> that would be really fun but yeah this song reminded me of that trip and it's funny how Adam again is making you feel like you're experiencing what he is depicting in his music because again he's doing that thing like he did with his older music where You feel like you're being transported away to a world that you haven't seen before. And while the specific things he's talking about, I haven't uh, seen, like, I don't, I've never seen this dinosaur park he's talking about. Um, Or, like, I haven't seen, yeah. I mean, I have been to Rapid City, but I haven't seen this dinosaur park that he's talking about, at least I don't think I have. And it's just really cool to... Feel like I'm experiencing, like I am there and seeing it. That's just the coolest part. Is that I feel like I'm seeing it and I'm there. And that's why I think it's arguably one of the best, arguably the best song in the album. Alongside uh, Sons of Thunder and the next track, Truck Number Nine uh, Learn How to Surf, which is argu- I honestly want to say it's the best. It's better than Vitamin C, that's for sure. But, like, I don't know. It's between this and Sons of Thunder for me. It really is. But, yeah, it's a song about... uh, you, the, Just to describe it uh, with the lyrics. You gotta go with the flow because the tides always turn. And sink or swim, diving in is the best way to learn. Kick up the sand because your tan proves you live through the burn. And when you wipe out, it's gonna hurt. You can't stop the waves, but you can learn how to surf. Which is a great way to explain, like, how to look at... Life sometimes where, like, when you wipe out on certain things, it's going to hurt. But, like, you can't stop the waves. You can't stop life from coming at you with all of the struggles it gives. But you can learn how to surf. You can learn how to navigate those struggles that you experience in life, which is a great message. It's also um, just a fun song. And he's got really good music to go along with it the metal lark is very interesting this like sons of thunder it's also a faith song and field notes i should have mentioned is also a faith song uh the metal lark actually describes and i'm positive he got this from inspired this this was inspired from a movie or at least not a movie like something actually depict that happened in history and i want to say it was civil war era because it's two soldiers who end up meeting each other in the forest. And they take aim at each other. But neither of them shoots. They're hesitant because they're both scared young men. Um, And he, and he sings about a bird. A lark. Arriving and sang. And as. The metal lark sang. Uh, more metal larks. Joined. The singing. And began a chorus and then in my heart as clear as day i heard a gentle whisper say my son if my disciple be show grace and love your enemy which honestly the way he sings the way the music like builds up to that and he sings it it just also just that line in general it hits my heart every time because that is a big part of the gospel is love your enemy if you're my disciple you will love your enemy christ says if you're my disciple you will love my enemy which is very true and uh, I love how he ends it with if I should live to see more days I pray the Lord to guide my ways with grace to love my enemy for grace my Savior showed me with grace to love my enemy for grace my Savior showed to me which is just a beautiful uh, message of the Christian faith and I'm really glad he put that song in there because it is a really beautiful song and I really enjoy um I really enjoyed listening to that Um, the other song I really, um, I really enjoyed and it doesn't, didn't make my top three, but, um, it came close was, uh, My Muse, which is actually a song about his now longtime girlfriend, now wife, uh, Abby, Abby, who, um, he, uh, married and, and the song, uh, depicts that. Uh, it mentions when they met each other at the movies late at night which he sings about in be brave and how magical that night was but in my muse he actually sings about her more specifically and their experiences together um and uh, what helps confirm that this is him singing about Abby and that or that it, he's singing about them now having been married uh, it was all were then we were there we were at the altar, you were mine, and all my dreams were coming true. You know I meant it when I took your hand in mine and said I do. There's nowhere else I'd rather be than here with you. Uh, and he just go, sings on about um how much he loves her and what he loves about her. And um, it's a really beautiful song. Also, the music is so good. It is some of the best I've heard of him singing in regards to a love song since like be brave or even an even better love song he made uh back in 2011 was a, what was it crud it was um lonely lullaby which was a more tragic love song but again it was one of the best love songs he wrote and i think my muse is like equivalent to that in terms of quality but this one of course is more joyful And, uh, like, I'm so glad I'm with you is the main message. To summarize Vitamin C, Adam Check Please, and uh, Kelly Time, I think all three were great singles to choose before the rest of the album came out. Um, But honestly, I was surprised. I'm like, I don't know if the tracks are going to get better than this, which, you know, I thought, that's fine. I'll still enjoy the album. But, like, the album just blew me away at how good it was. And I can't believe that he chose those three tracks because um be because, like, well, I guess I can't, never mind, I don't know what I'm saying there. Um, I'm just surprised that, like, he didn't choose any of the, I guess I'm saying I, I'm surprised he did not choose any of the other tracks as a single to release before the album came out, um, But I'm kind of glad he didn't because he definitely saved the best for last with, um, all the tracks he didn't, uh, include in the singles that he released. But, um, I really liked the singles he did choose because Vitamin C was a a good precursor for, like, learn how to surf. Because they have a very similar message, I think. Or at least they have a similar, like, style with the music being a bit more tropical and stuff. Or having that inspiration. Um, Adam Check Please was a great story about him uh, learning important lessons about work ethic and why it is important to work hard no matter what job you have and um, Kelly Time I thought was a great way to start off was it was the first single he released for the album and uh, it was a great way to start off I think because he has that line in it where it says um uh, what is it? It's, uh... After four years of missing you so bad, here I am. And, uh... Or it's, um... And like that, no I knew where I was at. All My Logic said I would never see you again. After four years of missing you so bad, but here I am. Which is a great way for him to think... Which is why I think this song was a great way for him to start off... At least releasing it first, because it reminds us like oh he was away for like four and a half years almost five so it's his way of saying i know you guys were worried about me wondering like where is he but like hey i'm back now and i'm glad to be back i'm here to stay and i hope you enjoy the new music which lots of fans did lots of positive reception of the album i i looked at the comments section i looked at Different uh social medias that were reacting to the album release, and people were very, very supportive of that, of this uh new album, Coco Moon. <clears throat> um, the there's one other thing I believe I wanted to say about this album before I finish. Oh yeah. So my favorite songs Sons of Thunder Thunder, Learn How to Surf and Dinosaur Park. Sons of Thunder is arguably Well, it's between that one and Learn How to Surf. I can't choose a favorite right now. It might take me a while to decide that. But uh, yeah, those three are, I think, the best songs on the album. For the album grade, I will give it an A because I think it is at the same level of All Things Bright and Beautiful. And I think this album is better than All Things Bright and Beautiful. I really do. Not better than Ocean Eyes. Not because I don't think it's, you know... Not because I favor Adam's older music... Because that's like you know what I grew up with, quote unquote. Um, I I actually didn't become a fan of Al City until like late twenty sixteen. I mean I had some. I listened to his music throughout. Um, his real, I got into his music first in twenty twelve, and then again in like twenty sixteen, late twenty sixteen, and that's when I really became a fan of his music. And uh, why did I say that? Oh, yeah, because I was discussing uh, All Things Bright and Beautiful and like how um, I don't favor his earlier music because it was his earliest stuff and that's what I know him for. I just prefer Ocean Eyes because I think, as an album, both with its lyric style, with its lyrics, music, and focus, it is just a little bit better than Coco Moon. But Cocoa Moon I really like because it's a quality start to what I would call I th- what I uh, think all fans are seeing as the new era of Owl City. It's the beginning of a new era for Adam and Owl City. So I definitely am looking forward to it. I look forward to the concert that's coming this fall. <clears throat> and I think this is... Yeah, I think this is his best album since All Things Bright and Beautiful. I hope you guys enjoyed that review of Owl City's Cocoa Moon. I look forward to doing more album reviews, song reviews as well as discussing music uh in general. Um I don't know which episode I plan to do next. It's either um a discussion about different uh listening formats and which ones like which ones are better or you know, are they better do which ones do people prefer uh, and stories I have of listening to music with those um with the different formats of how you listen to music, stories related to that, and uh, the other idea I have an episode that I might do next or might do second is um discussing uh, Coldplay and why they're great, and I was going to discuss like th- what I think are their three best songs or like I shouldn't say three best, it's three uh, songs that I really like by them. But yeah, that's what's uh that's what I'm thinking of doing next. Either that one or the discussion about different listening music listening formats. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you in the next one.